Welcome to Tony Talks Humanity Matters. This is your host, Tony Julian, and today we are going to talk about intentions and manifestations. So today we have a really special person on someone that has just become very dear to my heart, Ryan Willoughby. Welcome. Thank you, Tony. I am so happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely delighted. This is probably going to be so useful for people. So Ryan, um, you are a spiritual guide, a channeler, a teacher of the esoterics, a mystic, and um, and you also have a business called Quantum Shift, which is uh, just this amazing endeavor that you do to help people elevate themselves. And today I want to talk with you about about manifestation and also intentions and how people can bring more into their lives so they can really find their true purpose, um, bring that happiness and joy into their lives and and really just kind of walk into their their space. So um, with that, will you share, let's just start with a little bit about yourself. I'm sure people are really curious to know about your background and how you got started on this journey. Um, I would love to. Thank you for that uh, beautiful introduction. Yeah, so I started Quantum Shift in the end of about 2011 into 2012. I had a corporate gig, the corporate job before that. Um, I came up through uh, banking and finance and uh, ever, like through my teenage years, all the way up into uh, my mid to late thirties, yeah. And um, I've always had a real inclination or drive to find the answers to the big questions. And when I was real young, I remember just thinking, within my lifetime, we or I, we will know so much more than we know now about what our existence is, what this is about, why, what are we doing? And so I've always had that inquisitive drive, the philosopher's quest of you know, really going inward and, and figuring out what is going on. <laughs> Why are we here? <laughs> Good question. And um, yeah, so I was fortunate enough to kind of be raised by a village. Um, my parents were very busy living and figuring out their lives, individuals being humans, right? Um, which left a, a big opportunity for me to have experience with other families and other adults and getting a wide range of understanding or how people would flow through life and how they would experience life and a lot about how not to do life and how to do life. And within that, you know, I was, I got the experience of Christianity. I was uh, within a household that was Wiccan, that uh, grew up understanding paganism, Celtic religion, old, old pagan religions, um, witchcraft. I grew up with a witch who, through generations on the female side, the gift and the knowledge and the Book of Shadows was pushed, was um, passed down 
I, um, that all opened me up to understand energy and just different ways of how um, life and energy can show up for people. And then that led me into my business career, my uh, career in business and in the corporate world and really applying energy and how to use energy, that I am energy, everything is energy, and, uh, and how that looked in the corporate world and to really use that to help advance myself within the company, the ranks and income. And it was, it, and to build the kind of career that was going to suit a lifestyle that I wanted as well. And use that, work that up, and then came to the point to where, <laughs> yes, this is kind of picture perfect, but it is not serving the higher purpose. And so it was, you know, that whole thing of, being in the corporate career of the spiritual person who leaves and goes on their quest. And so at that point, I, I really started going really deep into meditation, into yoga, hiring uh, my own personal yoga guru that lived in India for three years in an ashram that came back to the States. And I worked with him one-on-one -on -one and not to do yoga, but to really go into the Sanskrit, the mantras, the meditation, uh, Reiki, did practicing of Reiki on me, really working on me energetically. It's a lot of belief systems and things that I took on from my childhood and from corporate energetically that I was bringing with me as well. So working through those, got into an institution um, called IPEC, which is um, International Pro Professional Excellence in Coaching. And it was really a modality all based on energy and it's a life coaching program. And I started up my own coaching business then in 2011 and um, kind of moonlighted that with my corporate business because I did work from home and was able to schedule uh, my work as I wanted. And then from there, I really went full time and I resigned from my corporate uh, job at the peak of my career, when everyone really thought that this was like, you know, you could ride it out then at that point. Like Seinfeld. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I moved to Bali, Indonesia. And so I sold everything I owned. What I didn't sell, I gave away. And I went with literally two roller bags and, and um, of clothes, work materials, and a laptop computer. I didn't have a hotel room booked. I didn't know where I was going when the plane landed. I'd never been there and I didn't know anyone there. Literally got off the plane, got into a cab and told him to take me to the Captain Hook Bar. It was the only thing that I knew. Of course, the cabbie didn't know what the Captain Hook Bar was. So I said, just drive along the beach and we'll keep asking all the other taxi drivers along the way if they know where the bar was. They did. I landed. I got a room across the street at the hotel that was across the street from that bar. And the journey began and I started building my coaching business from there. And that's been 10 years ago. And it's been morphing into, it morphed into not just a life coach working in energy and helping people build, because I was working with a lot of executives, business owners, entrepreneurs, and I still love that venue and that avenue. Um, 
but what I was doing the whole time in this life coaching was really spiritual work. I was connecting people with their spirit um, and their soul plan, their soul contracts and agreements um, so that they could really flow and move with the divine life plan that they came here to live out. And so that just started morphing into that. And that, and that kind of leads me where I am here today in doing the spiritual guidance and the spiritual work while I work with people. Well, that's such a beautiful story. And I love how you just, just became completely unencumbered, mm. right? You just left everything material behind. You had an idea where you wanted to go. You didn't make any specific plans around it. That, you know, in a lot of people's minds would be like, wow, that's brave. That's just like, some people don't even like going to a restaurant to eat by themselves, right? If you think about what yes. kind of normal people in society will do, um, but how completely freeing. And I think there are a lot of people like you that have done that. They've left corporate work. They like have some passion. They have some calling. So I know this will resonate with a lot of people because it, that, what you went through shows up in people's lives in a lot of different ways, doesn't it? It does. Absolutely, it does. And I want to add in here just real quick is that you you don't have to leave your corporate job. You don't have to get rid of all of your material possessions. You don't have to move mm -hmm. to the other side of the world and to be in a culture and in a language you don't know and not know. You don't have, you can. And if you're called to do that, do it. Um, but it, it you know, we have so much to assist us in coming into our own and in coming into our relationship with ourself and our spirit um, more now than we have ever had in the history of humankind um, energetically assisting us that, you know, it, it doesn't, you don't have to go drastic um, unless you're called to do that. You know, I mean, everyone's going to have their thing, but I, I think it's really important because it can seem overwhelming. It can be like, well, then there's, I'm just, you know, that's not me. And I can't imagine myself doing that. Your path will be different, you know, and it will look different and it'll show up that is exactly, you know, meant for you. And I, and cause I, I think people kind of think that they need to be the minimalist in order to be spiritual. And it's just not a truth. Um, it could be for some people, but it doesn't have to be that for everybody. Well, yes. And we are all spiritual. We are all souls living in a, a human body for experiences on this earth. So we could be anywhere in whatever form that takes. And I know personally, I have reinvented myself many times. And, mm -hmm. um, and lately, and also with your help and with your um, amazing wisdom and influence is integrating the spiritual aspects into what I do, which is why you and I are here together on this podcast is that, you know, to me, that is a way of um, manifesting something really quite amazing. So can you share now a little bit about your gifts? I, I, I want to call it clairsentience because you just have this knowing, right? You don't hear words or see visions um, as as I do. So we all have different gifts and they're all developed in different different ways, right? So yeah. can you tell me what you went through, like what your transformation was about to bring these gifts about? And then we're going to go into the, the actual um, manifestation topic. Yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. Cool. So 
I guess the awareness of the gift came into my knowing just in the last part of 2020, just a few months ago, (laughs) six, seven months ago in September and October of the clear sentient coming in um, and just having a knowing. And I was also starting to receive channeled information from Archangel Metatron. And I wasn't even aware who he was, that there was an Archangel Metatron. I didn't know this. And, um, and he was being introduced to me first through the sacred geometry. Archangel Metatron works within sacred geometry and in colors. And when that started happening, what it, the awareness that brought to me is what I've always had this. I just didn't know it. And clear sentient, there is a lot of us out there that don't know that they have or they are using this gift because it's just a knowing, right? Mm-hmm. A friend may be talking to you and you already know the end of the story and where they're going and how you might be able to help them or assist them. You don't really need to hear the whole story. So you might inter- interrupt them. So um clear sentient people who don't know they have the skill can sometimes seem really kind of rude they're interrupting <laughs> people a lot they are seem like know-it-alls because they just know um stuff mm-hmm. and people are like well how would you know that you know they kind of be dismissed for that and so then you will question yourself like well what how do, would i know this when i started coaching and working with my clients that's I didn't realize that that's what I was doing, but I knew I was really effective with my clients. And I would, what's beautiful in that relationship is in the beginning, you can ask, you know, do I have permission to interrupt if I feel like we could, you know, fine tune and bring Mm -hmm. us in together to really, you know, get the best value out of our time together because, you know, and, um, so that was happening. And then in, in our sessions, I would, I would stream information that would serve the client. And um, at that time, and I still think this happens, is that I think that the higher consciousness or the higher self, um, the spirit being, will move through me to provide the answers that the client is looking for. So it's still them receiving their own information of what, and it'll come through me. And so it'll stream information will come and I'll be giving and they'll be like, Oh my God, can you repeat that? And I'll be like, no, I'm sorry. I can't, I don't even really know what kind of this went through me. So that was the first understanding that I was having this information move through me. I didn't fully understand it go through 20, you know, did that for years, just let it be, work with my clients and however that worked through. I didn't even try to want to question it just because it was working. But then through 2020 and coming through 2020, I went through another spiritual awakening and uh, that went just deeper layers, right? It's always a journey. Um, There will always be more awakenings as uh, we're in the space of allowance but when I started receiving the information from Archangel Metatron to let me know what was happening to me and myself physically 
and the connection with my soul and my spirit and the soul agreements and soul contracts, he was also letting me know that I was receiving gifts also, and that some of the gifts I already had, but I will have now words for them or meanings of what that is. And the clairsentient is, it was one of them. And it really kind of just brought the whole big picture together for me to better understand it. One of the challenges I think with somebody who's clairsentient is, you know, you don't hear the answer. You don't see the answer. You just know. So you, it is a real thing of trust, a trusting of yourself and a trust in your spirit and a trust in your guides who are giving you information that will serve you and guide you. And I think this is going to be one of the biggest gifts that we're seeing come online for people who are going through the, the evolution of consciousness is the clairsentient because spirit is going to be wanting more and more trust from us to trust ourselves. Cause at the end of it, all of this is ourselves. When we mm-hmm. speak about unity consciousness, mm-hmm. um, we're all one and our higher self is always working to reach us, to give us information to best service, to allow us to move in the most graceful um, divine way um, for expression um, of our ourselves and of the divine. And so the trust is integral in that process. And it's going to be entrusting your own knowing of the information that comes to you. And I think that that will continue to be, along with some other gifts that um, will be coming online too, that be really yeah, that's cool and fun and interesting to see happen. So true, like telepathy. And I'm already starting to experience some of those things. Uh, it's been quite an amazing journey. You know, as, as you're talking, it's occurring to me, you know, we're thinking about manifestation and everything. It's like that that trust in ourselves and what comes up around that for me is intuition. So many of us, I mean, how many of us have said, oh, you know what, something just kind of hit me about that, but I ignored it or I kind of had, I had a feeling I didn't quite. So, you know, I think, I think with these things that maybe some of our listeners are going through is that they're subtleties. It's mm. not like whack hit you over the head and look, you're this or you're that, or you have this gift. It's like, you know, really being in touch with yourself and paying attention to those intuitive things. And, and some people are just innately a little more sensitive. Like I grew up super sensitive. So I, I, and how open are we, right? So if, if people are listening to this, I would say they're pretty open. <laughs> and yeah. point, if you're listening to this level of conversation, they're going to be open. So it's taking that that intuition and I, I and that word trust just totally came up for me too, is trusting mm-hmm. yourself, trusting your higher self, trusting God. And I don't mean mean that in a religious way, but our, you know, the the divine higher consciousness. So um, that is so amazing. So I'm excited because I want to hear from you about uh, manifestation. And in the context of for people listening, like if they've been in business or came from the business world, like you and I did, corporate world up the ladder, get reviews, get bonuses, (laughs) 
the road, sales contracts, all that is, uh, you know, we're, we're accustomed to a certain vernacular, which is objectives, goals, strategies, tactics, you know, working toward a political and not political, a particular end. Well, maybe some, sometimes it's political. Corporate can have some political ends. Huh. <laughs> How did that word weasel its way into our conversation? So, you know, so, so we are so ingrained in a custom, like everybody can relate to that, right? Is mm-hmm. like, we have a goal, but you know, and then we, we have um, that the objective is actually the intention, right? It's just a matter mm-hmm. of vernacular, what we want mm-hmm. to accomplish, right? So if we have it in our minds, can you, so can you talk about manifestation and mm-hmm. not only in terms of how people can bring that into their lives to be more conscious of it, because mm-hmm. if you can start with perhaps how we are, we all manifest every single moment of every single day, mm-hmm. right? Can you start yeah. there perhaps? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I want to just a thing about the word God, because yeah. I will probably use that. Right. And um, I am a spiritual being and I am not associated with any religion or anything of that. And I would just like to just kind of release the word God it, 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 while we're here in this video anyway. And if you're mm-hmm. finding this video and you're hearing this, then I would like for you to be able to release the definition around God that Christianity or organized religion gets to own that. Um, The word God has been around and its meaning way before any organized religion ever came about and started adopting and using that word. So I feel like it's kind of taking the the power away um, or the stigma away from the word God. Um, because it is the source, it is light, it is all of that, that we can give it all these other names. So I just like that you brought that up, and I kind of wanted to um, expound on that a little bit. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, thank Mm -hmm. you. Um, Manifesting, yeah, we are always manifesting, whether we realize it or not. And I think that if you want to become a conscious manifester, then this is the first thing you need to realize is that the power that you hold, the creator that you are, it's just that you're manifesting and you are creating your reality at all times. It's just that you're doing it in a unconscious state. And when that happens, it goes into a default mode. You're manifesting in default mode. So it'll manifest based upon what your current frequency is, meaning your level of consciousness. Everything is energy. That's the second component you need to know if you want to become a conscious creator is that everything is energy and you're always manifesting at all times. Everything has a resonance or a frequency to it. And that resonance or frequency is being drawn to the same uh, of its like. So we live in a, um, a, a an attraction universe, meaning like energy is attracted to like energy. If you are not aware that you are manifesting at all times, then you are just going to be manifesting at your base frequency that you currently are at. Your base if you're not consciously aware that you are an energetic being 
then your default frequency is also going to be that of what is matching the collective consciousness. You're just going to fall in the collective consciousness realm, the frequency. What creates the collective frequency and your own personal in, uh, frequency is your belief system, is your belief system that has been imprinted upon you since birth uh, in the womb <laughs> and some agreements and your soul agreements and soul contracts that you agreed to as a spirit being that decided to come in and focus your energy to manifest into a physical form to have expression in the physical reality that we call earth, the life on earth. And so you, you made agreements and belief systems to come in to have a baseline frequency to be able then to have experiences to allow yourself to say, I do not want this experience. I want this. Now you are going to move to a higher level of frequency and you are going to start manifesting things that you desire rather than the things that you do not. And that is the tool that creates the evolution of consciousness to move away from that of what I do not want to become a higher frequency of energy to be able to manifest that of what I do. So yeah, we are manifesting at all times. And that awareness in itself, if you can look at your reality, if you can look at your life, if you can look at your relationships, if you can look at your prosperity, you can look at your abundance, if you can look at your respect in your community, at your business, in your family, in your relationships, you get to take ownership of exactly how that is showing up because you're manifesting that based off of your level of consciousness, your frequency of your being that you're admitting you will be attracting. And that frequency is based upon your belief system, a lot around your worth, because <laughs> mm -hmm. your worth is what, in, is what is going to determine what your frequency is as well. Does that make sense? Is that it does. It makes a lot of sense. You know, what comes to mind are people who say, oh, you know, I just can't cut a break. And, you know, people who go through their lives and just like this happens and that happens and that happens. And they just um, they they are not conscious when things happen to people that are painful. It's not like they wish that on themselves or but they really don't know perhaps why it's happening. And so you're saying that if they can bring their resonance up to a higher level they will start attracting higher level experiences and things in their lives so for someone who is at that point or are there maybe a couple of easy things that they can do to bring up their their resonance like like I learned this one thing in Qigong which is you literally you know people that sing bring up their frequency people that dance people that are laughing and so there's just this one thing yeah dancing right mm -hmm. this one thing i learned where you sit in a chair and you stomp your feet and you clap your hands and you just laugh out loud like like there's laughing. no tomorrow yeah. laughter it can heal illness it can bring you know bring people out of depression and so you know those kinds of things are there are some things that you have done or like okay you know maybe you're not feeling like you're having that great of a day and you're feeling like your your um your energy is kind of low from a an energetic standpoint, what can people do? Just a couple of quick things, perhaps. Mm. Mm. Yes. So, well, you mentioned some great ones, which are great energy shifters, right? Mm -hmm. um, another one is 
you know, so much of the time where we are in lower vibration or frequency or energy, whatever you want to call it, it's because we are living in the past. We're replaying something from the past and we're living a story out in our mind. And we don't even realize we're doing it. So it really is awareness around what your mind is doing. And it's about training your mind if it wants to go to the past to look at the stuff that you are grateful for. Mm -hmm. You want to visit the past and it's starting to tell a story about how your mom did this on this date and didn't show up or didn't blah, 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 whatever. Acknowledge it, number one, and be like, all right, ego. That's the ego mind that's just going down memory trail that is reminding you of scenarios that is trying to protect you from future events that might look like that. It's not serving you. So when you notice that that is happening, just train your mind to move to things in the past that brought you joy, that were really great experiences. The time that my mom was at the soccer game and that I shot the goal and like she cheered and we talked about it on the way home, right? You can just train it. If you find it going that way, this is a, a modality of gratefulness, of gratitude. Gratitude is a shifter. Yeah. But this is like a specific thing that you can move through your past to have specific um, events that can really fill you with positive energy. Yeah. So that's a great one. I think um, laughter is a huge one. So what is happening when you're in a low energy, low frequency consciousness is your ego mind is active. And it's so some of your people here that are going to find this, if you don't know like the ego mind and the conscious, but the ego mind is what I like to call like the inner critic. And in my work and my modality, I call it the gremlin. And we go through an exercise where you name the gremlin, it becomes an identity. And it's actually your altered ego, the one that creates the stories, the one that goes in the past. So if you can just identify when that altered ego is showing up and is talking and doing that, you know that you are not that altered ego. Ask yourself, who is hearing the conversation in the mind? That is who you are, mm -hmm. the observer. And the observer can actually laugh at the ego mind, the gremlin, who is going through all of this painful experience, right? And really kind of remove yourself to know that you are not it, that you are of the highest consciousness, the observer, and from there, you can transmute the experience, the memory, the itching, whatever the ego mind is doing in that moment uh, to allow it to do it, to not fight it, um, but then maybe redirect it and kind of laugh and giggle at the whole experience of what it is creating because it is not real, right? So that's a powerful one. And then awareness of your thoughts and your words. So I'm really staying on the theme of the thoughts, right? And the conversation in the mind. And I'll, I would like to break it down this way into energy. Energy is two forms of energy, anabolic energy and catabolic energy. Anabolic energy is a building up creation process. Catabolic energy is a breaking down, tearing down process. No right or wrong, good or bad. They're both within this reality that we are moving through of duality 
is needed for the expression and the experience of the physical form that we agreed to come here and to move through. We have free will to use catabolic energy, breaking down, tearing down, or anabolic energy, creation building. Um, uh, building. Your thoughts and your words are either going to fall in one of two categories, anabolic or catabolic. So bringing, so if you're not feeling really, you're in a lower level and you're just like, Ugh, bring attention to what is going on in your mind again. And just and pay attention to what is coming out of your mouth in words as you're having basic conversations with people. And if they are words and thoughts that you could say, ooh, this is more of a breaking down, tearing down process, I call it flip the script. How can you reframe or rewrite the thought or the words that are coming out that move it from catabolic into anabolic energy? You can get an immediate shift in your body and in your being just by being aware of the thought and if it's catabolic reframing it into anabolic uh phrasing super powerful yeah i love that and one of the things that i practice um is is not just catching yourself but if that thought form is out there Mm -hmm. i'm like delete 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 like take that and recycle it like get rid of it it's to me it's air pollution (laughs) right um... (laughs) I retract that from the universe. Yes, exactly. That's my words. And I, that's the exact phrase I use with my clients. It's like, yeah, and I'll that. say something. And if I'm out in a social gathering and I could say something, I'll be like, I retract that from the universe. And they'll be like, what? And I'm like, yeah, yeah don't you worry about it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I do. That was, that was actually for everybody's benefit, though. They don't yeah, don't you? Like, yeah, exactly. Retracting that. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so, so people, I think, you know, one of the big revelations I had not that long ago was just, Thoughts are things, right? They're energetic. And it's like a radio wave and you don't see it, but it it is absolutely there. And I think like all those thoughts that get together, that is what creates this, you know, kind of unconscious, universal thought, you know, these things that just all cluster together. Well, we're talking about manifestation, Right, right? Right. We're talking about we're manifesting at all times, whether we realize it or not. Yes. So this is the very first step of being a conscious creator and manifester is what is my thoughts doing? Because your thoughts create your emotions and your feelings. When your thoughts and your words that you use are attached to emotions and feelings, the universe now is moving in double time to bring it into a physical reality. So you're manifesting at all times, whether you realize it or not. Like that is the very first thing you need to know. Now that you know that, now it's to bring awareness of what am I thinking and what am I projecting? What is my vibration and frequency that is allowing me to draw in that of do I want it or do I not? Do I want all of the things that I'm negatively thinking about? Because that's what I'm going to get. Where focus goes, energy flows. Okay. With all of these phrases we have Mm -hmm. and they seem all uh, energy flow, yeah, focus, blah, blah, you know, like, no. I mean, literally, this is science. This isn't spirituality, hocus pocus, da 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 da. This is physics. It is proven yep. quantum mechanics physics, and you cannot deny it. It cannot be proven wrong. It is real, and if we know that, then the only thing that would prevent us from creating that of what we want is really around our worth. 
because, and that'll be a whole nother. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, if, if you're not having the awareness and wanting to reframe your thoughts and your beliefs, then you're okay with what you're going to create and receive for an experience. And like we said earlier, there's no right or wrong or good or bad. If you want to be in catabolic energy and have a frequency of that and have those experiences and the emotions and feelings that come with that through your free will, then you can. Mm -hmm. It's still serving the greater good. God is still receiving the experience of your expression as an energetic being that is receiving emotions that of what is opposite of what is the truest reality unconditional love and through the experience of that of what is not true confirms what is true it serves and it's just you're gonna have to ask yourself what is the experience that i want to have that's your free will what emotions what feelings what states of being do i want to be in as i traverse through this void of space that's creating physical reality around me at all times and how do I want to feel while that's happening and if the answer is I want to feel joy I want to feel peace I want to feel harmony you know that is what we're called to that is that's the great calling that is that's calling us home that's calling us to unity consciousness which is pure unconditional love all that there is anything other than love does not exist but moving through that of what does not exist lets us know that love is there. For without the contrast, how we to know what really is without anything to base it against. So this is the big self-expression of being able to know what we truly are by moving away from it and then moving back to it. And some of us are in the journey of just moving away from it. And that's totally okay. And to allow and and not to get attached to their story and entangle mm -hmm. within their story and where they're at on their journey of their self-expression of being separate from source of God. Right. It's not for us to judge, which brings yeah. down our energy. So, you know, and, and that just dovetails so beautifully with my mission of just bringing humanity together at all levels and all cultures and so much. And that this, again, is a separate another tangent, but just just so people understand this bigger picture really is that we are all one and they're they're ever we're all brothers and sisters and we're all just these spiritual beings that are that are these fragmented expressions of God. And so if we start to look at shift our thinking and start to look at life that way and our experience mm -hmm. here, then all of a sudden we're not so different than anybody out there. And we can look at people with completely different views, whether it's political or otherwise, and say, I respect their view. It's not my view. That's their free will. This is my free will. And so I, I think there's just a great amount of, of tolerance and people that can live in their hearts with love and unconditional love and move toward that. And that's certainly the path that I'm on. It doesn't need to be for other people. But that, I'm, again, that's why you are here is to help us in that shift of, of our thinking so we do become more aware. 
I hope you've enjoyed part one of Tony Talks Humanity Matters with Ryan Willoughby. Please be sure to check out part two, where we continue to talk about unity consciousness and how emotions play into manifestations, as well as the steps for you to manifest everything in your dreams. Everything in your dreams.